Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Dr. Darren Starwin. He is a master holistic medicine practitioner, a quantum healer, the director of the Microlight Institute, and the Bridge to Mastery. He's had over 30 years of experience as an acupuncturist, an inventor, writer, healer, and teacher. And he is also the author of many books. His recent book is Awakening the Avatar Within, a roadmap to uncover your superpowers. And we are so excited to have him stage to educate us a little bit on quantum healing. Hi, how are you? Excellent. Good. We have been recently talking a lot about quantum healing. A lot of people have like different avenues or different things that they do. There's all these different words. And so like when someone says Reiki, I know what Reiki is. (laughs) But when someone says like quantum healing, I'm like, where are we going with that? What does quantum even mean? You know, it's like when I heard the word quantum or quantum physics or entanglement, my brain was like, boom, what are they talking about? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And the word is used in so many different ways, and most of them are very imprecise. But a quantum means the same thing as quantity. It means a certain amount of something. And so original quantum physicists like Niels Bohr and Einstein and people like that were talking about photons of light. So there's so there a quantum means a certain amount of photons of light is the original meaning of it. Now then there's the idea of the quantum leap, which is something that physicists can observe when an electron or a photon suddenly just, just suddenly it goes to a higher energy level and there's no time involved. It just appears that's called a quantum leap. And then the quantum world that quantum physicists study is totally different than the Newtonian physics that like length, width, breadth, and the things that we look at. In the quantum world, there's what's called quantum entanglement. That means that something happens in one place in the universe, it instantaneously affects all these other points in the universe, and the logical mind can't figure out why. You know, so all these experiments have proven that that's true. So the quantum level is something that there's a oneness to it. That, that is, quantum physicists have shown that everything is interconnected. And the human race is more like a mushroom colony. We're more like mushrooms than people, you know that? Because a mushroom colony, you see all these separate little mushrooms sticking out above the ground, but underneath the ground is one big mushroom. It's like one big organism that could be miles long. Wow. And so wow. the human race is I like a bunch, that. we're like a bunch of mushrooms, really. That's oh so my cool. God. That's so yeah. funny. You know, total random synchronicity, but yeah. um, I became <laughs> I became super good friends with the fireman who him and his father, 18 years apart, saved my life on two near-death experiences. I just got off the phone with him. We've become like really close. He was sending me a picture of him when he was a little boy. He's like, look at this picture I found. So I, I open it up and he was the cutest little boy ever, Shanna John. And right. obviously he has this huge mushroom on his shirt that he's wearing in this picture. I go, John, you're wearing a mushroom shirt, like, like maybe six in the picture. And it's just funny because you're seeing that kind of coming back and people are really trending over psilocybin. You see mushrooms on t-shirts everywhere. So anyway, me and him just went into like this deep conversation about mushrooms right before I got on with you. (laughs) 
Okay, well, there we go. That's part of the quantum world, all those synchronicities. Yeah, and yesterday, <laughs> we literally had a conversation for hours on nature is our greatest teacher. Like, you know, everything that's going on in our lives and in our soul's evolution is so displayed and taught within nature. Yeah, and nature is so much more than just what our senses perceive. Mm. Really, there's multi-dimensions that we are actually accessing and the human race is going through this ascension of consciousness now where we're waking up to the, all the different dimensions that we are, not just the physical and the mental. Like we just think we're basically a physical body with a mind and, and some emotions. And that is just one dimension. You know, there's so much more to what we really are. So that's part of the quantum world also is called multidimensionality. And I've just been aware of that all my life. I, ever since I've been really young, I always had that sense it didn't actually make me happy back then, but I had that sense. And I've gotten much happier as I've integrated with that more. Okay. So what about interdimensionally? Yeah, well, we're multidimensional beings. That means that we exist in many dimensions of existence simultaneously. And so as you awaken your consciousness, that becomes more of a reality that you can actually experience these other dimensions just by thinking about them or just by activating your light body just because we all have a, a light body and most people it's kind of dormant because they're just so we're so caught up in our mind and in the physical world but as you certain kinds of meditation that i teach and work with actually like activates the light in your cells and the more you do that the more you're aware of your multi-dimensional nature so we are multi-dimensional whether we realize it or not you know, like to make it a practical example, like let's say if somebody goes to work and they're with their boss, they're going to be a different kind of person than they are when they're home playing with their dog, right? You know, there's just a different personality comes out and that just seems normal, but they're actually in different dimensions of experience, you know, like depending on how they're looking at that. You know, then we have different levels of consciousness that we go in and out of every day that just seem normal. You know, like sometimes you're feeling good and harmonious and other times you're super stressed out or, uh, so, so it's just like the thing is we're human race is kind of like we don't have the mastery to work with our consciousness. And that's why things are such a mess right now. Like all these people are waking up with more spiritual power, but they haven't learned how to tap into it. And we're being controlled and manipulated by so many forces that people don't even realize are there. I think you nailed it. I mean, that's what our listeners are really like hungry for. They're thirsty, but they don't know what the next step is. Like they're, yeah. they've, they're awakening, but then they're like, okay, now what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where are the dark forces coming from? And are they on a different dimension? Are they on, are they throughout all dimensions? That's such a great and, and huge question, Shanna. Basically, the way I'll tell you how I understand it is that the dark forces affecting our planet are in two main areas. One of them is the human ones and the non-human ones. So the, the human ones are pretty obvious, you know, like the people who are have a lot of power and are totally misusing it in order for their own crazy, you know, power tripping, you know, fantasies that they're playing out and they're hurting so many people and they're very well organized. So anyway, that, those are the, the human ones. They're often called the cabal or the Illuminati, or there's so many names yeah. for it. Right. And the leaders of most countries are tied in with that. But then I, I really feel that there's also an unseen level that's non-physical of 
kind of might say dark controllers that have been manipulating and draining the energy of the human race for thousands of years. And Mm -hmm. like, it's not our nature to be fighting and having wars and being paranoid and polarized and being racist. These are not our true nature. I feel like we're being goaded into that because those dark controllers feed off our negative emotions. Like that's actually food for them. So the more they can stir up wars and conflicts and polarization, the more they get fed. Do you think that a lot of things manifest the dark energy too? Like, or did the dark energy manifest what we experience? Because, you know, I think that, you know, you had COVID and it was like this mass energy of fear, right? And it like manifested into war. Mm-hmm. For me, when I think about, if you talk about quantum healing, I guess, the body, right, is feeling anxiety and all this. Well, eventually it turns into pain, which may even eventually turn into disease, you know? Right, There's that's like true. that yeah. multidimensional like the lower vibrations, I feel like that's what happened collectively. Well, you're right. No, no, there, see, one, th- one thing people often don't look at in all these discussions is that who are we really? I mean, that's the biggest thing is what kind of being are we really? And the way I see it is that we are divine God beings who have forgotten, who have amnesia, who don't remember who we are. And so as a result, we've given most of our power away. And these, so it's almost like you can't ultimately blame even the dark beings because we have the biggest blame for giving our power away. Like if we didn't give our power away, they wouldn't have any effect on us. Right, we fed them. They, they, they can't force us to, to do all these things. It's just somehow there's, through a whole lot of complex things, we've given up that nature yeah. and gone to this very low, I call it the fallen state of the human race. We're in the fallen state now, but we're yeah, starting to move chaos. up in this ascension very rapidly. So this is an exciting time, actually. It People is, and you know that. what I see? I see, like, I don't know if you've read the Pistis Sophia. In the story of Sophia, she Oh, yeah, that's, I, I know about that, sure. Yeah, she created the dark energy, right? Uh-huh. And so, and then she falls in the chaos and that's where we are. It's like, we created this dark energy. It's the same thing. So when you talk about quantum, this is exactly what quantum is, right? This is something that was written. It's the allegory of a story in a story. And we are that. We are experiencing the story of Sophia. Yeah. And one of the biggest dark forces on the earth is the patriarchy, the, the over-control of male energy, over-controlling the female energy. And, and that's not just controlling women, but the feminine energy inside ourselves. So like I say, Vladimir Putin is somebody who's obviously not very in touch with his feminine energy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If he was, probably there'd be some better solutions going on. Yes. Some compassion, some empathy, some unity. Yeah. We need to send him some feminine energy and some Sophia, some divine wisdom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you use the word avatar a lot, which my brain went to like the movie, you know, avatar. What is an avatar to you? Avatar is an incarnation of God. In other words, it's the highest divine source energy manifesting in a physical human body for a purpose, for a certain purpose. And so there's two ways to look at it. There are certain people that are of these famous avatars like Buddha and Jesus and Kuan Yin and I mean, people like Martin Luther King and 
And so there's people that are clearly avatars because they have this huge purpose and they have this amazing like force that pours through them and they change the world. But in my book, Awakening the Avatar Within, I say that all of us have the potential to be avatars. We're all incarnations of God, but just most of us are asleep. You know, we're denying it. We're just, and, but, but part of being an avatar is not just changing your mind and your attitude. It's changing your body. There's yeah. actually like an upgrade that you go through in your body as you do these practices, like I call them ascension practices. And it's literally like reconnecting circuits in your body that have become disconnected in our fallen state of the human race. Okay. And like one reason people are, you know, tired and stressed out and they get cancer and they get chronic pain and Alzheimer's and all this is, is and depression and anxiety and all these things that people suffer with so much. It's all connected with broken energy circuitry in our body. That's mm -hmm. become the new normal. You know, in this low, like I, I call it low-grade PTSD. Like, like there's a certain amount of people that have post-traumatic stress and are diagnosed with that and they take medications. And, but then all the rest of us have what I call low-grade PTSD. And that's all due to these broken energy connections. So to live as an avatar means you need to make a commitment to do inner work, like inner energy practices that reconnects your circuits every day. And it's actually so pleasurable to do those practices. Like people think of meditation like, oh, I'm not good at meditation. But I just want to say one of my pet peeves about meditation is that so many people will say, I've met hundreds of people that say, you know, I tried to meditate, but I just, I'm not good at it. You know, my yeah. mind is so active and I just wasn't pleasant. So I, yeah. I just meditate by going to the gym or by reading books or something like that. To me, it's like, think of people that will go to the gym the first time when they're out of shape and they'll go to the gym and it's kind of uncomfortable. You know, you're sweating, you know, your, your, your muscles are aching and you, you know, you get out of breath. But because the value in our society is becoming physically buff is so good, people will persevere and go through the discomfort of sweating and, you know, the Zumba class being intense until they get buff and then they look better. Yeah. So when it comes to meditation, people are wimps. They don't want to take that, go through that initial discomfort of going within and feeling their overactive mind and feeling like maybe some inner pain and antsiness. Yeah. And so they just give up. And that's why they're not living as avatars. Mm -hmm. So if we took the same attitude we have toward working out in the gym and doing marathons as we do to meditating, we'd have an enlightened society of avatars. That's a fact. Except for I'd probably be one of the ones that isn't since I don't work out and I don't like to Yeah, <laughs> yeah mine's the opposite. I'm much better at meditating than I am working out. <laughs> okay, well, you have to reverse that. <laughs> that's my workout. Yeah. <laughs> My workout is running mentally down rabbit holes to be a truth seeker. <laughs> How about hiking? Love hiking. Speaking of PTSD, I'm allergic to pretty much the entire world. <laughs> so I really, I mean, grass, trees, weeds, uh, all animals, uh, you know, it, oh, it's, really? it, yeah, I, well, I, I know I'm not of earth. <laughs> you must um, be from another star system. Yes, I could go on and on. Uh, tumbleweed is like my number one. Like what? It's a it literally. Yeah, we. I could go Pine on. Trees, and on. everything, everything, anything. So it used to scare me, but now I have switched to that limiting belief, and I now have been able to deal with my trauma from my asthma attacks, and expose myself to it slowly, and I feel pretty good. So yeah, I love hiking. 
Well, and you say trauma from your asthma attacks, like that's all it was. And she's died twice from asthma. Yeah, I did. (laughs) No big deal. Okay. So question for you is you talk about this, how we can all find like our super power within. Do all people, all avatars, all light workers usually have the same purpose since we're all one? Or do you find that each one of us has our own individual light and purpose? And what are ones, I think our listeners could really use like a list of some tangible purposes that people have found because they seem to think that like um, it's limited. Yeah, that's a great, another great question. Yeah, well, everybody has superpowers, potentially. It starts out by what you call your talents or your abilities, like things like when you're a child, you just tend to do well. Like children show their superpowers very early. Some of them are super athletic without any kind of training. And some of them are just real brains and they just can, you know, do everybody's math homework for them. And some of them are just start doing like art right away. And some of them are like good at making, making their friends who are angry, like kind of mediating between them. So we, we, we show our, the seeds of our superpowers early in life. But they don't, most people don't let them become super. They get, they just stay as sort of like talents and abilities, but you can lift them to the level of being a superpower by, by really awakening your consciousness and your light body. And yeah, I think everybody has a somewhat different purpose. Like we all have a, our own unique mission here. And I, I like the analogy of a symphony orchestra, like, say there's might be 70 or 80 musicians and they each play their own part but when everybody plays their part there's this incredible music that comes out that's everybody together but they all have to know their own part so that the human race is like a nine billion symphony orchestra we each have our own part but so many people aren't playing their part either because you know there's so much stress just trying to survive in our current world that they don't have time they don't have the luxury of developing their superpowers or they just are apathetic or don't have the right information or something like that. But we all have those. That's beautiful. Beautiful explanation. You know, I'm, I'm very curious about what you do in your healing sessions and how you teach and and the different things that you teach in that realm of it's, I think sometimes what really is confusing for our listeners and even myself is the language but you know I just feel that's just the way my brain works <laughs> that I'm like I need to know what are we doing why are we doing that but so I'm curious to know what your training looks like because I'm interested the training you offer your school your, yeah yeah. Um, right. yeah well thanks for asking about that yeah um, well, there's several kinds of trainings I do. I spent about 25 years doing seminars and workshops all over the United States and, and some international for energy medicine. So I'm an inventor. I developed a type of electronic equipment called the Accutron, which is used by acupuncturists and chiropractors and physical therapists and massage therapists. And it's a kind of energy medicine device. So Accutron is a microcurrent stimulator, and it puts out very low levels of electrical current with very specific patterns of frequencies that keep changing and colors, the ones that I invented as also colors of light. So it combines light and this gentle current 
and it's kind of like acupuncture without needles that's using um energy is it like tens what are those called that like it's not not too much like that no it's much much more sophisticated than a tens machine okay it's kind of like a kind of electronic acupuncture and it also has other functions like called facial rejuvenation that actually is a whole process that makes people's faces look younger and improves their health. I um, I need one of those. Uh, you bought one because I told you to buy one. The light therapy thing that you put on your face. And yours is I like an infrared. It doesn't look like you need it to be, Mandy. But uh, that's because <laughs> I have on the. the I come back in thirty years. If that asks me about that. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, the main kind of training I'm doing now is very, very different. It's based in teaching professionals and people that want to be healers how to do quantum healing. And I mean, I've been studying since I was a teenager, and I'm in my sixties now. And so, I mean, I've taken all this stuff that I've learned for such a long time and taken the very best of it and put it into these modules and people will go through a tremendous transformation and awakening and learning actually how to be a quantum healer through that. And then I also have a year long program for, you know, that, that I've been offering to um, doctors and practitioners you know, for about four or five years now of training in quantum healing. So, so what goes on in this training is that we have um, meetings on zoom and we have certain like teaching of certain topics, like certain healing methods. And as I've, what I've done is I'm, I'm able to take a lot of data from a lot of different sources and kind of like percolate it in, in me and then come up with something that's really simple and that works. That has a lot of the philosophy and fluffy kind of cultural stuff taken out of it. So I just give the best of these techniques to people so that you can actually be a miracle healer with other people, because that's literally what this is. And then there's a lot of like releasing trauma. That's a big part of the training, like how to deeply release trauma with people and then helping people with chronic pain. Because I think you mentioned earlier, Shanna, I mean that so much people having you know chronic pain and depression and so on, it's really all due to energy imbalances in themselves and different denied emotions that they haven't processed yet. And so it's amazing how quickly people clear up when we get down to that hidden subconscious level and clear I call it residue do the residue do you know? <laughs> I love it love that western medicine is stuck in using drugs to control the symptoms which is you know helpful in some ways but it doesn't really heal people it stabilizes them or so on but what the quantum way would be you find the root cause of why they have it you have to go deep into somebody you have to take them on a journey deeper into themselves to find that hidden root cause. And a lot of times it's things that they have no idea about. It's not, you know, it's not something that a psychotherapist would even talk about. You know, they're on other spiritual levels or soul levels. Like to give you an example, it's always good to give an example. Like yeah. let's say somebody, you know, has a lot of experience of trauma, PTSD, and they're hard to sleep and they have a lot of anxiety and get depressed easily. And the relationships aren't working and there's all these kind of things that people are suffering with. And so I've worked with so many people like this. And then when we went back, we found out that like some example, a lot of it's often childhood stuff that basically they had maybe a certain amount of spiritual energy and their parents put them down for it or didn't accept it. And so they kind of switched that part of themselves off and became just more mental. And I call that the process of domestication. When children are trained like farm animals to be compliant, to fit into the needs and wants of the adults around them and the society and kind of 
kill some of their own spirit so that they can do that. So a lot of it goes down to that or, or sexual abuse from their childhood or physical abuse or empathically picking up traumatic energies from other people in their family. And I mean, there's so many examples of it. And sometimes it goes to past lifetimes and people have had, I mean, I work with people, we often find that they've had past lifetimes of trauma and nothing that bad even happened in this lifetime, but they're still carrying that and it's creating trauma, post-traumatic stress. So it's, it's like being a spiritual detective when I work with people, we have to go in and find these hidden root causes Okay. And do you use it? Do you, do you do it by like talk therapy? Do you use hypnosis? Like what are some ways that you do that? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you like how a session would run. Like a lot of my sessions are on zoom and then some are in, I have an office in mill Valley, California, where I see people in person too. So if it's a zoom session, of course, you know, we started say hello and greet each other. And I asked somebody to create an intention because intention okay. is so powerful, like a verbal intention. Is my intention to connect with the root causes of my depression and, and trauma and to release it and claim my, my power and, and love or something like that. We come up with some intentional statement and that starts moving on the quantum field. And once you've put that intention out, if you start seeding a new reality, then I check their chakras because I work a lot with chakras and I, I can test people's chakras over Zoom. It's amazing how much information is revealed by looking at people's chakras. Like, it's almost like all their hidden secrets are all there, depending on the different spin patterns and the colors and things that are in the chakras. And usually it's just like it becomes really clear to me what's going on very quickly. And then I test their assemblage point, which is basically the alignment of your physical body with your bigger energy body. There's an alignment point and people that have a lot of trauma and depression, anxiety, and chronic pain is usually there's a misalignment. And when I okay. determine that and correct it, people is like, Oh, oh my God. So are you talking about your chakras not aligning with like your aura energy? Well, the, the, the alignment thing was different than the chakras. The chakras are more about the spin, the geometric spin pattern in each chakra and the colors in the chakra. They're always spinning. Chakras are always spinning. So that sometimes they're spinning in a direction which is causing pain and suffering because they're, it's almost like programming a computer. They're programmed with these trauma programs and those have to be released out of each chakra. So that's that the alignment thing is a, is a separate technique I do called aligning the assemblage point. And it's literally like people are out of alignment with their own energy. Gotcha. Just its own energy that is down the vertical body. Yeah. Okay. Like here's a yeah. little story. Like a good a story is always helpful. We love stories. Yeah. A guy from Mexico City contacted me a while back. And he was in his 40s and he said, um, you know, I've, I, I have this real issue that I haven't been able to get help with for like 10 years. And I've, I think it may have something to do with the assemblage point because I went online and I read these things and, and I heard that you, your website says you do that. So when I'm up in the United States next month, can I come up to Marin and, you know, have you work on me? So he came to LA to do some business from Mexico City and then he took an extra flight up to my area and he came into my office just one time. And what he told me was that when he was 30 years old, he took this drug called ecstasy with MDMA that I'm sure most people have heard of. And he said something went out of whack when he did that. 
and that he felt kind of discombobulated or out of balance. And he was never able to go back to feeling himself again. And he said he went to like psychiatrists and he went to, you know, acupuncture and he even went to like a shaman person and he did all these things and nobody could, could put him back together again. He, and he was able to function and be a successful business guy, but he always felt kind of weird and out of balance. And he became, this went on for 10 years. So he came up to my office and I checked his assemblage point and it was like way over to, you know, some direction that was not his normal direction. So I have a crystal wand that I use for that. And I was trained how to do this. And so I put his assemblage point back into place and he suddenly was going like, wow. Um, he just felt this huge shift, which most people do right away. It's not, it's not subtle. They feel it. And he left my office. And then a couple of months later, he contacted me and said, you know, I feel like I'm back. I'm back. I just feel like I'm myself again. And just that one time is you just need to have it put back in place. Let's talk about the assemblage point real quick. It differs than like, say the Hara, there's many words, which is considered like the seat of the soul. I mean, there's in different cultures, different places for this like inner point of your soul. Yeah. The, the, all those terms mean somewhat different things. Like the Hara, okay. would be, Hara is like the energy um, field that, that is, well, it's really, it's really the Hara is actually in your lower abdomen. It's, it's, uh -huh, your, right. it's, it's your energy center where you're really coming from, where your power, inner power is. Where your inner power is. Okay. Yeah. So that's so what's the, assemblage? the assemblage point. Yeah. Okay. What is that? So the assemblage point is something very specific. Okay. And so if you can imagine that there is, you know, that, you know what a torus is, T-O-R-U-S, a toroidal shape. Well, no. Well, is I'm it sure like the one on it. your website? Yeah. Imagine a sphere that has like a funnel in the top and a funnel in the bottom. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's, yes, it's, actually the, it's the shape of an electromagnetic field. Yes. Because if you have a magnet and you put like a piece of okay. paper over a magnet, put iron filings, it'll form a toroidal shape. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So electromagnetic fields are toroidal. So there's okay. a toroidal field of energy around the earth, around your uh -huh. body right now. And in so, all magnetic fields, everything that has energy has this. Okay. Yeah. But is it the point in the middle then? Is it your center point? Yes, that's it. So in other words, okay. you imagine like, like here's, here's my body. Just, I know your viewers can't see it, but it's just like a big sphere around me that kind of indents here and indents up in the lower part of my body. Right. So, yep. so the center, like you said, Shanna, the center of that, of that toroidal energy, if when it aligns with the center of your chest, you feel good, you know, like right. life is okay. good. You know, yes. When shit happens to you, it just kind of rolls off, you know, like it doesn't, things don't bother you that much because you're basically aligned. But because of all the like stress and trauma and manipulation and, you know, illusion, pollution and delusion that we're, you know, we're, we're uh, subjected to, some people's assemblage point gets permanently out of whack. Like it's normal for the assemblage point to move around a little bit during the day, but when it gets permanently into a disaligned place, people either feel just stuck in depression, stuck in anxiety, very spacey and ungrounded, or they feel kind of like angry and driven and like they can't never relax. It's usually one wow. of those four things. I've been saying for years now, 
our heart chakra's most powerful energy. That energy right here on the chest is is bigger than anywhere else on your body or in your aura. You're right about that. The heart, the heart energy has the biggest electromagnetic field of anything in the body, bigger than the brain. I know, but is it because it's the center of our is because it's that point? Well, I don't know if it's because of that, but there's certainly a lot of things in common with it. I mean, mm-hmm. our heart is the most powerful part of us because we are truly made of love. That's our true nature. Yeah. It doesn't seem that I know. Our heart is right there in the center of that troidal energy point. You know, divine perfection right there, it's right? Divine perfection. It's part because, you know, there's sacred geometry and that, that repeating geometric patterns that make up the whole universe. And our bodies are obviously part of that. We're part of the universe. So it's wow. part of the splendor yeah. of that. So can physical things also cause that to go out of whack? Like women, we're, you know, when we give birth, our hips move, our spines move, um, car accidents, like, or is this on a spiritual, emotional level that causes it to go out of whack? Or is it both? Well, I, well, I didn't quite understand what you said about what happened to women. Can you say So that? to get to get that, when does that point? become unaligned because of physical things that happen to, to oh, I people see physical things yeah i think it can temporarily like let's say if you fall down and hit, hit your head or something it probably temporarily moves your assemblage point but it but for most healthy people it just comes back in a short time to its normal place in you know in the center of the chest yeah and so let's say you know something you hear some really bad news or something happens that stresses you out the assemblage point might move up a little bit or you hear you know, or somebody dies in your family, it may move down. But again, for healthy people, it, it comes back to the center point pretty quickly. So okay. what, what we're talking about is when it doesn't come back, it's say stuck in one of these other positions. And I think that has, that can be the intense trauma can do that to people. And also uh, overuse of psychedelic drugs can do that. You know, I, I mean, I, I personally think there's a lot of value in, you know, psychedelics when they're used in, you know, therapeutically and in sacred ceremonies. Yes. Some people overuse them or they don't have the inner groundedness to integrate them. And that permanently shoves their assemblage point out. Okay. Wow. Right. You know, many things that I do kind of probably like you, I mean, I've learned many different modalities yeah. when it comes to energy work. And so I, I just, I do what feels right now i hate even calling it anything so it's hard to call it one thing is that how you how you end up with you know quantum healing because you're just like there's really i do all kinds of stuff all within the you know matrix well i think the way you end up being able to to do quantum healing is that you end up with like becoming attuned to energy and trusting Mm -hmm. there's a huge quality of trust is that like I know in my own journey, when I was younger, I felt like I had absolutely zero sensitivity to anything other than just my mind and my body and my ego. Like I I always was interested in spiritual things, but I just felt like I couldn't feel any of it. I felt numbed out and wasn't aware of these things. And now it's amazing. I mean, I feel so much and I see so much. Yeah. So I know if I can do it, anyone could do it. Because, you, know, you know, that reminds me of, um, I have a story. So last night, my daughter and I were just in the room relaxing and I, I wasn't feeling good. My stomach was upset. And she said, lay down mommy. And she went and turned off the lights and I, I could see like kind of what she was doing, but she was putting her hands over me. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to give you Reiki. Oh. 
And it was, it was so cute. I mean, she's, she's seven. So then she wanted me to return it to her. And it's so fun to do with her because we put a blindfold on her and she can always tell me exactly where she, where my hands are. She can feel it. I just love that. And she loves it too, because she can feel it. And she said to me the cutest thing ever. So my younger brother was killed in Iraq about, gosh, days before his daughter was born. Out of nowhere, she says to me, mommy, speaking of energy, there's one person that I have to tell you about. And I said, who? And she goes, Leah, that's my niece's name. She said, when we hug or touch I can feel her energy come out and connect with mine. And it's like our hearts and our thoughts become one. This is my seven-year-old. And she goes, but it doesn't happen with anyone else. Okay. Well, she's obviously a very gifted uh, healer and she's born that way. That's her. She has superpowers. Your daughter is expressing her superpowers already. I mean, literally I was in tears. I was like, that is so beautiful. So she clearly has this very divine like connection with, with her cousin, Leah. And yeah, the fact that she could feel that. And now, of course, as a parent, we worry like you, when you were a child, that it numbs out the older you get, you know? So, so I guess, you know, after sharing that story, I want to know, Darren, you said it was kind of numbed out to you. So how, how did you get to this space? How did you tap into it? And as parents, how can we continue to support our children to feel it and to be aware? Well, I like the term that I am a quantum catalyst. That means a catalyst is something that causes transformation in other things or people. And I feel like when the more of us that are acting as quantum healers and quantum catalysts and the people, our loved ones and the people around us are going to be catalyzed into being more awake and not shutting down. And it's just that, you know, I can't blame my parents. They were products of the depression and World War II and, you know, I'm a Jew. So, you know, we had the Holocaust, all the energy of losing all his relatives and the Nazi death camps. I mean, so notice they, they did the best, my parents did the best they could to be decent people, but they were carrying this huge amount of negative baggage that they didn't have the skills. So my father died of heart disease. My mother died of dementia. So I don't blame them, but saying, so we can do something different. Like we can embody more of the quantum field in ourself. And then if you do that, your daughter won't need to shut down because she has someone she loves and trusts who's saying, this is okay to be this way. And that's powerful. So I'd say, you know, you becoming a quantum healer in whatever way is the best thing you can do for your daughter. Because she's going to teach you. She's obviously has superpowers. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Shanna's daughter is that way too. Oh, good. And then I want to go back really fast because I forgot to ask this question. Your crystal wand. So is this something that you can do to yourself to realign yourself? Uh, it's it's not easy to use the crystal wand on yourself. I've tried to do it, and it, I'm, I'm sure it's possible, but it's it's something that works so much better when somebody does it to someone else who can just completely let go and not have to be doing anything. Okay. Because it's a profound shift when your assemblage point is adjusted. The the classes that I that I was involved in, they removed astral devices. Do you work with these kind of levels as well? No. I purpose, okay. I, I'm not interested in the astral because, because let me explain a little bit about why. Because, yeah, no, please yeah, do. Please no, do. Not, it's not that I'm not interested in it, but I don't focus on it because yeah. we have the level of the physicality. That's the third dimension. This is, a, I'm glad you brought this up. This is important. So in other words, you know, all those things that we can think of in our mind and feel with our body and measure and 
of, let me skip the fourth dimension, go to the fifth dimension is the realm of oneness and pure love where that's truly the solution to all the problems on our planet. And the earth is already moving into the fifth dimension. We already have way huge fifth dimensional consciousness here. The problem is on the fourth dimension, which is in between those two, because the fourth dimension has a lot to do with our subconscious minds and our imaginations and the realms, this kind of spiritual realms of the light beings and the dark beings. And they know there's the demons and the angels, all those kind of like fourth dimensional. And that's the same as the astral level. The astral level is something which is really fascinating. And so many people have been sort of seduced into spending so much time focusing on the astral level where there's, you know, beautiful visions and different kinds of like beings there that channel through you. And there's um, a lot of magic there, but it's, it's still dualistic. There's still light and dark. There's still good and bad. People can waste a lot of time focusing on the astral level, which does not bring you enlightenment. It doesn't bring you awakening and it doesn't, it's in other words, it's more of just an, an interesting level of the higher mind that fascinates okay. people. So, so you just, you know, you're, you don't want to get, you can get stuck there is what you're you saying. Get, you, can get, you can like, you can get distracted. I call it weapons okay. of mass distraction. Like going over. Ah, yeah. It's, but you, you do know, planetary, you do um, planetary healing. How, what's that? And how's that different than astral? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I love, I do that. I just did that this morning. In other words, um, planetary healing is basically when you claim yourself as an avatar. It means you say, I am an avatar. Oh, okay. And this infinite um, divine God power flows through me. <clears throat> and I, well, so let's say, let's, how about we do a moment of planetary healing now? It's better just oh. to do it than to think, talk about it. Yeah, I'm glad you're clarifying because I thought maybe you were like trying to heal Mars and heal Jupiter and heal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy where my mind goes sometimes. Yeah, well, this is such wild stuff. It's easy to trip out on a lot of this, yeah. So let's just be, let's do it. So in other words, imagine the first thing is just to feel the love and caring. It starts with that. Just how much do you care about this earth? Like how much do you love and care for this earth and all the, the animals and the plants and the mountains and the oceans and, you know, just all the beauty here. And then how much do you care about the people here? People who are so many people who are suffering, like how much would you love to see them be happier and fed and in well-being? It starts with the caring. Just tune into that feeling for a moment. Just how much would you, like if, in other words, if you did have superpowers and you were able to help heal the earth, would you like to do that? Would you like to heal the human race if you, or not, not you personally, but be part of the healing of the human race? And if you feel yes, then a simple thing to do is imagine the earth in front of you. Just like, it's like the earth hanging in outer space, just slowly rotating with clouds over it and stars in the background and the moon over to the side. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, and you look at the earth with great love and just say, I invoke my avatar transmission. I invoke this transmission of unlimited higher light that comes through my true self to fill and surround the earth and to join with all the millions and millions of other avatars and light workers and healers and indigenous people and you know, nature lovers, environmentalists and 
people working for social justice and people working for women's rights and for you know ra racial you know justice and you know, there's all these people good people who are trying to help improve the earth i join with all these people now and i also join with the non-physical beings like angels and archangels and ascended masters and galactic beings of the light side who are all working to pull this earth through this difficult period that we're in now into this ascended state i join my love and my power and my light with all of these beings and i visualize a pillar of light surrounding and filling the whole earth and all life is being uplifted and all the dark energies are being transformed and spun out into back to source so just feel that for a moment just feel that that how the re that this is real this is part of our superpower that we can actually help be part of the healing of our planet right now. And we're healing all the dimensions. So the astral level is being healed. So whatever dark energies and people being lost in that level, we're bringing more light and more truth into that level. Like all the misinformation that's going around politically and on social medias and, you know, all the suppression of truth and all that kind of stuff, bringing more light more truth, more accountability to, to every aspect of human life. So now, can you feel the energy as we do this? Yeah, this is real. This is, this is, this is the quantum field that we're feeling now. Like when you, you experience the quantum field when you choose to be in service to others. And that's when your superpower is awakened, when you're in service to others. And, that's why superpowers are given. So actually, we have the superpower of help being planetary healers. What if we just choose to? Way cool. Amazing. And it was emotional. Yeah. Emotional. Yeah. It was emotional, but it felt good. It felt good. And then it didn't seem like it was out of my reach. You know, like this is truly something we can all participate in. Thank you for that. Because what I've received in being that awakening and coming is truly like we said at the very beginning like bringing together the masculine and the feminine within yeah. all of us which brings me even back to that center point of us of earth of the universe right we are one all in one you know i've studied um, so many healing methods all over the planet. I, you know, I went to India when I was a teenager and spent time studying over there and being with a, a master when I was only 19 years old. And I've like been nonstops being with different spiritual masters and teachers. And I've been, you know, I'm also a doctor and I've studied all these medical systems and I've been an acupuncturist for 25 years and invented, you know, an energy medicine devices. And I've kind of taken all of that and boiled it down to like, what is the simplest way that somebody can mm -hmm. go through this transformative process and build those circuits in themselves and you know whatever they're doing in their life and whatever bring that quantum level to it and be more successful with it and that's what i'm going to be helping people with in that course so it's so much the time to do that for a lot of us i think a lot of people might think we're crazy that we're saying that right now that humanity is ascending because they don't see that yes okay that's a that's a really important insight to look at What's happening is that the light is getting so strong on our planet now that it's taking all the hidden repressed dark energies that have been hidden away in our subconscious minds and in our like old cultural um, 
antagonisms and things that have kind of been below the surface, bringing it all up to the surface so that it can be cleared. So right now, it's, think of a patient like somebody who has um, certain types of blood diseases. When they're going through a healing process, all these boils come up to the surface and all these like, you know, like blemishes on their face and pus and all this stuff has to come up and it's an ugly process, but it's part of the healing process. So what's going on now is we're in the hardest part of the ascension where all the pus of the human race is coming to the surface. Like, like that war in Ukraine is an example. Like basically there's been a long, long history of what's gone on between you know, Ukraine and Russia and the United States. And there's so much that goes on. It's not just a current event thing. And so that is just all coming up and the whole, this wired world we have where everybody can look on their phone and see everything going on it's causing a massive shift in consciousness on the planet. Like in other words, there's more cooperation now between Europe and America and all the bankers and like than we ever had before because of that. So even a lot of these very ugly things going on are, are serving the ascension. In other words, it's bringing more awareness to things. Like let's say in the United States, we have unbelievable amount of resurgence of racism where there's you know all these states passing laws trying to restrict people of color from voting now i mean it's like going back to they're trying to go back to before the civil war i mean it's it's unbelievable but yet it's also part of the ascension because basically those resentments that happened after the u.s civil war were never really healed they just festered and now they're all coming up to the surface and so either they're going to destroy us or we're going to change our consciousness and see these things differently. And have fun. Well, we are going to change because the younger generations will never ever think like the older ones did because they didn't grow up with that vision of the world. And so I, I just think that because of how they've grown up with the technology, being able to see and empathize with people across the world right. is going to make a huge difference in our future. Well, I'm, I certainly believe in you young people too, because uh, our, my generation has certainly screwed up royally. <laughs> well, I'm just well, so amazed. We're not talking about us. Young we're, we're older than you think. We're talking about our kids. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Well, we can't wait till your kids grow up. We have to make some changes now. So we yeah, have to have right, a plan true. Have to grow up. Well, I have we have kids in our twenties that are <laughs> oh, really. Oh yeah, you look like young um, ladies. This Thank younger you. generation is so smart, so wise. They like we're born awake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's also sad because at the same time they haven't been taught protection and about their energy. So a lot of them can't handle the depths of what they're feeling and what's being expressed and channeled to them. And then a lot of them can't handle it. And there's the suicides gone up too, of course, right. with COVID and parents need to wake up. And that's what I keep saying. It's like, if your kids are struggling, you got to work on you. So your kids picked you, you need to, you know, work on yourself so that you can support them in what they need for their mission. I think that what you're doing, Darren, is awesome. Making available to everyone sounds like it doesn't really require someone to have like a lot of experience necessarily. It sounds like there's an awakening within your healing right. program as well, which I think is beautiful. Well, they have the experience already. We all have the experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a question when you're ready kind of to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. awaken. I'm ready to, to really be the avatar. Yeah. I was that student that like would go get the like 
cliff notes and those books you could buy that would basically break down what the book was because I was too lazy to read. So when I saw that you have a guidebook, my little heart was like, woo, yay, that means it's not going to be this really thick, long book. Like the Pistis of Sophia, I don't know that I could ever finish that thing or even the Bible. (laughs) What makes your book a guidebook? Because it excited me. (laughs) <laughs> you mean awakening the avatar within yes yeah. yeah people are loving that book what it is is it's very a practical book and there's what i've done in that book is awakening the avatar within is that the second part of the title is it's a roadmap to uncovering your superpowers um upgrading your body and uplifting the human race so it, it's, it's a roadmap it gives practical steps and practices to actually accomplish those things because I don't like spiritual books that are just philosophical and so on. I'd like to, you know, how do yes. you do it? Yes. So, That's so it does give the principles that are pretty mind blowing about what's going on in the planet and how we rewire our body and go through this. I use the term Christing. I mm. like, in other words, it's the process of Christing where your body becomes rewired to this higher frequency that you can permanently hold. So it gives, it actually, it's a roadmap. It tells you how to go through that process of Christing. I love that. Shanna calls, Shanna uses that a lot. Like that inner compass, that roadmap. She always yeah. says that the chakras are the roadmap. You no, know, I, I think I've been Sophia-ing. <laughs> yeah, Sophia-ing. Okay, well, that's just as good. There you go. It's just... Oh my gosh. You know what's really interesting is when I, I was talking to a teacher of the keys and the Pista Sophia, and I was telling her all about all this stuff. And, and I'm like, what is Sophia? Where is she? Who is she? What you know? And she's like, she's you, you are Sophia right now. This is what you're going through. So now I kind of see, I was embodying that energy of Sophia and I was the avatar at that moment. Right. Yes. And do I have the avatar thing? Right. Yes, you are. I was in my divine wisdom. I was in my divine feminine and I was, you know, awakening to all of these things heavily. And so in those moments, because I kept saying, how can Sophia be Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and and Asherah? And and I'm going through and I'm like, what? But they all were embodying the avatar of the divine feminine. Yes. Thank you. Can I just make one clarification and Darren hop in if I'm wrong? You're almost making it sound like Shanna, like you embody the avatar in that moment and then it goes away. Like you are in your avatar right now and you are continuing in that avatar. Am I wrong? Well, let's do a one minute energy reading. Okay. So Mandy, if we just both just put our attention on Shanna for a moment and you can just trust, just trust whatever comes to you, just ask. What degree of embodiment is Shanna right now of her avatar on a scale of say like zero to a hundred? Hundred be totally embodied, like Sophia totally present in a human form, and zero would be like dead. So, so where, so where, so where is she on that on that continuum? If you just like just just tune in and just ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want me to just say it? Yeah. So right now today, uh, it was like an 88. 88. I got 86. Oh, there you go. Okay. So that means that you are, Shanda, you're holding a beautiful space of Sophia presence. It's it's that energy. But do you think sometimes that energy 
might not be so Sophia, might be something else, a different energy of the divine, like more of a healing energy of Jesus. Right now I'm in my divine feminine, but do you think that there's an avatar for different aspects of the divine? It's not like something that comes and goes, is it? You are the avatar and you continue in your purpose or is it something that comes and goes? I guess is what I'm asking. No, it doesn't come and go. You know, I don't, I don't see it that different avatars come in. I think you are an avatar and you are multidimensional. So you have like, just like a, a cut diamond on a diamond ring, there's all these different facets of the diamond you know, that are cut by a jeweler. So that's kind of what your avatar is like. You have all these facets and mm. different ones can be expressing themselves at different times, but it's still the same diamond. Ah, oh, yes. I've gone through these different awakenings. One was just awakening to the fact that I had a, a soul, like we talked about in the beginning. Then it was like, oh my God, I have a body. And so I had to go through the ancestry and I went real deep. And then now it's like this creation stuff or, you know, this oversoul. And so it's just all been really freaking fun. Yeah, well, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're getting out of the box. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're uh, well, thank you for, for coming on today. And thank you for sharing your heart. You know, I, I just, I love people like you because you, your intention is so pure. I mean, you truly so just want to help the world and humanity. And I can not only hear it in your words, but I can feel it from you. And so you are the type of people that I know our listeners would love to learn from. So if you could do us a favor and just shout out where our listeners can find you about your book, um, just basically talk yourself up. <laughs> sure, I'd love to. Thank you. Lightworkerministry.com. Lightworker Ministry is a new website that we're, it's actually a church. I actually created a church. And it's a church for light workers, and it's not a religious church. Like, there's no religious beliefs or anything like that. It's okay. really about giving people the support to awaken their superpowers and to go through the Christing process or the Sophiaing process, if you want to put it, <laughs> so that that they can actually be functioning as people that are can serve on this high level and heal on this high level and help change the world. And it's okay. It, it, I had I had a dream about this. Just, I think last night, someone telling me about their church. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, you're probably That's tuning right. into this. And it's, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm the one who's the, the reverend leading it. But this is really about sharing the leadership with many people. It's about developing leaders who can be leaders. And, and, you know, really share, you know, spread this awakening consciousness. Wow. I love not only the what you're going to be teaching and the meaning, but I also love that you called it a church because we are evolving. Some people in our realm kind of cringe when they hear the word, you know? So how cool that you can recreate a church that fits for spiritual people. Thank you. Yeah. And one more contact piece I'll give is that drstarwin.com. They can read all about my services and you know, get sessions and things like that. So that's D-R-S-T-A-R-W-Y-N-N.com, drstarwin.com. Yeah. Awesome. And where can they get your book? Okay. The book 
Now, one thing about this book is I offer a free online course that they get just for buying the book. So you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and order Awaken the Avatar Within. There's another web page I can give you. If you go to drstarwin.com forward slash practices, there's a link there to buy the book. And then you actually get this whole course. I made all these audios and videos where I'm talking people through the meditation. So you don't have to, you know, it's hard to read a book and do meditation sometimes. So that way it's my voice with music guiding them through it. So that's another free thing I'm offering for anyone who buys the book. Light as drstarwin.com forward slash practices. You're just, I know. just giving the light away for free listeners. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean about your intention. All this work you're putting in and just offering it to people. How beautiful. Thank you. It's that avatar. Yeah. I, I love you. You're, both of you you're just have such great spirits and, and just really fun being with you. And I can feel your light. So this is, this is great. Thank you. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. What's in my heart is to say, give up the spiritual path. Give up everything you think that you've read in all the spiritual books and all the things you, that you believe and simply claim, I am the Christ. I am Avatar. I am Goddess. Claim it right now. You don't have to go through all the things you think you have to go through because we already are in this ascended state. The fifth dimension is already here. And it's just a matter of letting yourself believe it and claim it. And I'll leave you a few more words of wisdom from my friend, um, Steve Behrman. I can assure you that peace is coming to the earth. I just yeah. hope we humans are around to enjoy it. Mm. Mm. The other one he says is, Let's have heaven on earth just for the hell of it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my and, dad would love that one. <laughs> I might, oh, I might, paint, I I might paint that on my kitchen wall. Okay, good. Oh, that yeah. might be one of my favorite BTSDs ever. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, such a pleasure to meet you, Darren. I think you're doing great things. Thanks so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.